Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Monday morning fashion by giving us the weather headed into this week. In Los Angeles, California, it is mostly sunny, 81 degrees. In Houston, Texas, it is mostly sunny, 75. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy with a high of 60 degrees. And in New York City, it is mostly sunny with a high of 66 degrees. Nick? What's your favorite candy? Go. No time to think. What is it? Uh, Come on. Snickers. What is it? Snickers? Yeah. What if I told you that didn't make top five favorite candy really? for Halloween, but it did make top ten? Made the top ten, but not the top five. I'm curious. Okay. I'm going to give my thought, like my guess on what the top five would be. I'm going to say M&M's. Twix. Is this in any particular order? Uh, we'll go. We'll go five to one. Okay. Okay. So I'm saying M and M's as number mm-hmm. five. I'll say. Uh, oh God, what do I want in the number four? We'll go Milky Way number four. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm having trouble with a number three, but we'll just put in, we'll put Twix as number three, Reese's as number two, and Kit Kat as number one. Actually, I should switch those two around, but I'm locking it in. You're going to regret that, because if you would have switched that around, you would have got one out of five correct. Oh. <laughs> um, now, you did get two of them that are in the top five, but not in the correct order. Okay. Uh Number five is hot tamales. Really? Four is Starburst. Oh, uh, duh. Jeez. Three is M&M's. Okay. Two Skittles. Skittles. Huh. And one is Reese's Cups. Okay. So I considered Skittle. I completely forgot about Starburst. So that was a complete mess up on my part. And I never would have thought of hot tamales making the top five. But I wouldn't even expect it to make top ten. Right. That would have been like a maybe a top. 20 top 30 type deal um but the skittles one kind of surprised me not really for me see i never consider skittles as a halloween like popular candy well you're just not living right in life right are you well i mean i love skittles but i never considered a halloween candy you know well do you want to give us your guesses for a six or ten? I, I'm not even going to wager, I guess. Considering the top five went so badly, I'm just going to preserve what little dignity I still have in my candy knowledge. Six was Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Seven, Hershey's Kisses. Yeah. Eight, Snickers. Nine, uh, Tootsie Pops. And ten, Candy Corn. I love candy corn. Candy corn is one of those like really that doesn't deserve ones. to be on a top ten list. Oh, it absolutely deserves to be. It in does the top not. 10. It absolutely deserves to be in the top ten. No, because you know what, Milky Way didn't make the list. I I'm a little offended by that. Yeah. Uh, Twix didn't make the list. Kit Kat didn't make top ten. Yeah, Kit Kat didn't even make it. Like those three right there are better than candy corn. See, I think candy corn deserves to be in the top ten. What I'd replace is get the Tootsie Pops off the list. I like them, but they not top ten. Um, hot tamales, drop those down, and maybe the not the hurt, maybe the Hershey Kisses. 
Those are more of like a Christmas. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that's much more of a Christmas thing in my book. But Twix, Milky Way, Kit Kat, those all have to be up there cuz those well, are Well, those are the top Halloween 15 kings. candy choices purchases for Halloween for the past 15 years. Okay. Uh, would you like some Halloween candy facts? I would love some Halloween candy facts. 172 million Americans celebrate Halloween. That's a lot of people. 30% of all Halloween purchases are made online. Okay. Among those who celebrated Halloween, 95% will purchase candy. Yeah. Uh, they will spend about $27.55 on average. Okay. I want to know how they're doing that. Right. Okay. Uh, that's like the price of a costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, most Halloween shopping is done the first two weeks of October. Yeah. In Oregon, full-size candy bars are the norm for trick-or-treaters. Dang. Lucky We're going you. to Oregon. Yeah, right. right? Um, overall, Halloween spending is expected to be $10.6 billion in 2022. <laughs> and over 50% of parents stash some Halloween candy to enjoy later in the year. I love it. That's the way now, to do it. Did your parents ever stash Halloween candy? Probably. You know, not to my knowledge. Like, I, I don't know for sure if they did, but I would wager yes. So, true story. My parents never did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would go trick-or-treating, and, like, the day or two after Halloween, I would be done with the candy, yeah. and we would have all this candy left. Yeah. So, what we would do was just put it in a humongous like bag and just split it in half and they both took it to work and just dropped it on the break room tables. I love it. Because we didn't want it anymore. We were all done with it, ate what we wanted. Um and then when I was even younger, I did I hardly went trick or treating. I would get so bored with it mm-hmm. that I would go to like four houses and then I would be done. No oh, jeez. But then as I got older I would go out for a little bit longer and that's when we would split it because we would all be just done with candy. Um, but my neighbors, <laughs> oh boy, um, what they would do is, and I caught them doing this. That's the only reason I know this. <laughs> um, after their kids went trick or treating, yeah. and were like doing other things, the two parents would go through the Halloween candy, take what they want from <laughs> it, and then just give them what's uh... left, and whatever they didn't eat in like two days. After that, the parents would slowly start taking the candy for themselves. Wow. And the kid, their kids never found out about this, and I don't think to this day they know about it. That's, wow. That's sneaky right there. You got to respect it, though. A little bit. You know, you got you to gotta respect that, uh, that stealthiness. That's the word I'm looking for. Now, what do you think the top candy in New York is? In New York? Ooh. I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with Reese's. I'm sticking to it. New York is Sour Patch Kids. Really? With 136,000 pounds <laughs> of it consumed and bought on Halloween. <laughs> that is so much. Now wow. Hot Tamales is second in New York with 132,000 pounds, and Candy Corn is number three at 80,000 pounds. Hot Tamales, I. I I've never heard of them being popular on Halloween. I around here you never see them. Like on Halloween, you never see hot tamales around here. Um, 
Nick, your Snickers bar, Idaho is number one with 83,000 pounds. Um, Twix has your uh, number one in Montana with 29,000 okay. pounds. Montana's doing it right. Um, the Reese's Cup is North Carolina at 82,000 pounds. Okay. Um, Twix also is number one in Rhode Island at 14,000 pounds. Hey. South Carolina, number one is Butterfingers at 111,000 pounds. Oh, I forgot about Butterfingers. I hate Butterfingers. See, I love Butterfingers. And same with uh, Wisconsin. Butterfingers is their number one at 104,000. Yeah, I completely forgot about Butterfingers. Hmm. But you know what candy I don't see on this list at all? And I'm double checking it as I'm talking right now to make sure I'm not missing it. Right. Is Milky Way. Did that, not make number one in any state. That's a little sad. The fact yeah, I, just I just skimmed it again. It's not number one. And I'm skimming real quick again. They did make number three at nineteen thousand pounds in Vermont. Okay. All right. So they're there. Pounds isn't a lot. They're there. But wow. Uh, that's the only one I'm seeing it in so far. No Milky Way. I, you know, and we haven't mentioned Kit Kat at all in these. Oh, I, I don't think I've seen Kit Kat at all. Oh, Alaska did have Milky Way as number three at 3,900 okay. pounds. And Milky Way number two for Connecticut at 2,300 pounds. Okay, so so it appears. It's there. Just But I don't see Kit Kat no at Kit all. Kit Kat. That's sad. I don't, yeah, I don't see it at that, all. Yeah, no, that's disappointing. That's disappointing. And you know who I don't see on the list a lot? Snickers, which I don't know why, but that surprises me. Snickers is, I feel like that should be like near the top for every state. In Mississippi, Three Musketeers made the list as number one for almost mm, nearly 10,000 pounds. I can't agree with that one. I like a good Three Musketeers. Three. Uh, in Louisiana, Lemonheads was number one Lemonheads. at 10,000 pounds. That's the only time I see... Lemonheads mentioned is in that state. Huh. So we got, but, uh, we got a very diverse list here, but yeah, no Kit and, Kat. No, I don't see Kit Kat, and which I could be overlooking it because I am kind of skimming it. kind of Sure, quick, sure. But, but I don't see it anywhere. And this is all according to thecandystore.com. Yeah. Um, but there's your interesting facts on Halloween candy. I like it. Week. All right. This was very good for this Halloween episode. It is. Um, but we got some news to get into, and it's official. Elon Musk officially owns Twitter. The $44 billion deal uh, closed on Wednesday night of last week, and his first move after owning the company was firing the CEO and two other top executives. Now, there are still a lot of questions in the air about the future of Twitter. With that being said, Musk did have a statement that he put out. Chris has that for us. Go ahead. So the statement reads, I want to reach out personally to share my motivation in acquiring Twitter. There has been much speculation about why I bought Twitter and what I think about advertising. Most of it has been wrong. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it is important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right wing and far left wing eco-chambers that generate more hate and divide in our society. 
and relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarizing extremes as they believe that is what brings in money but is doing so the opportunity for dialogue is lost. That is why I bought Twitter. I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make more money. I did it to try to help humanity whom I love. And I do so with humanity recognizing the failure in pursuing this goal despite our best efforts is a very real possibility. That said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games ranging from all ages to mature. I also very much believe that advertising, when done right, can dilute, entertain, and inform you. It can show you a service or a product or medical treatment that you never knew existed, but it's right for you. For this to be true, it is essential to show Twitter users advertising that is as relevant as possible to their needs. Low relevancy ads are spam, but heavily relevant ads are actually content. Fundamentally, Twitter aspires to be the most respected advertising platform in the world that strengthens your brand and grows your enterprises. To everyone who has partnered with us, I thank you. Let us build something extraordinary together. That is the statement from new owner Elon Musk on the future of Twitter. As Nick said, there are still a lot of questions in the air, but we will continue to follow this story. Moving on to other news, the economy grew in the third quarter, putting to rest for now fears of a recession. I know you don't feel that way, and we are going to explain why in a second. Plus, this good report also guarantees another jumbo interest rate hike next week. But first, the numbers, the gross domestic product or GDP report for the third quarter of 2022 was released last week. The GDP popped up 2.6% for quarter three. The gross domestic product is the total value of goods produced and services provided in a country during one year. The gains were mostly because we exported more goods and services than we imported. Your state and local government spending was strong and the U.S. unemployment rate is at a record low. Now, there are some cracks that are beginning to show. This report found a slowdown of new single-family home construction and a slight slowdown of consumer spending. We will have to keep an eye on that. But now to why you aren't feeling that things are growing. Inflation is still at a 40-year high, making all of those goods and services extremely expensive, and mortgage rates are the highest they've been in 20 years. All this to say the Federal Reserve will be meeting, and by this time next week, it is almost certain that they will have raised interest rates by another historic three-quarters of a percent. You know those so-called junk fees you sometimes get hit with by your bank? Well, they could be going away. Now, hold up. It's not all the fees. Lots of them will be staying. And at this point, these are just rules issued by the federal government. They're not new laws passed by Congress. But federal rules are issued all the time for corporate America, and they usually get followed. President Biden said last week, surprise bounce check fees and surprise overdraft fees will no longer be allowed. For example, if you deposit a check into your account from someone else and it bounces, but you didn't know it would bounce, you can get hit with a $10 to $20 fee. Those would no longer be allowed. 
Now, the bank can charge more tailored fees, especially if you're repeatedly depositing back checks from the same person. The other fee that won't be allowed is the surprise overdraft fee that banks sometimes charge when at the time of purchase, your balance shows you have enough money in your account, but then you get hit with an overdraft fee later because of other transactions. That's not all the president says that agencies are working on new rules to prevent hidden hotel booking fees, cable and internet termination fees, concert ticket fees, and some airline fees too. A second union voted down the tentative agreement between rail unions, freight rail companies, and the Biden administration that was reached on September 15th. As we've reported, if that strike was to happen, it could cripple our nation's supply chain. Nothing is going to happen as a result of this no vote, but now everyone goes back to the drawing board. The rejection of the national tentative agreement began a status quo period during which the union will re-engage with the NCCC until December 4th. High-ranking Democrat Senator Bob Mendez from New Jersey is facing a new federal investigation. The inquiry is being headed by the federal prosecutors in Manhattan's Southern District of New York. The Manhattan office did not immediately respond to requests by comment, but Mendez, who is a chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, had been the subject of a corruption investigation five years ago. Yeah, and that investigation centered on the senator's relationship with a Florida eye doctor and more than $600,000 in campaign contributions that helped Menendez get reelected in 2012. That resulted in a mistrial. The Justice Department later decided not to pursue a retrial of the senator in 2018. Uh, this new investigation, his spokesperson said, quote, Senator Menendez is aware of an investigation that was reported on today. However, he does not know the scope of the investigation. And that was Michael Solomon who said that in a written statement. Quote, as always, should any official inquiries be made, the senator is available to provide any assistance that is required of him or his office. End quote. Getting into a midterms update, election day for the 2022 midterms is just about two weeks away. Um, wouldn't you like to know which party will take over the House and the Senate? Well, you know, we can't see into the future, but we can look back at other presidents to see how things usually go. And there is a pattern. A midterm election is usually the reflection on the president in his first two years in office. And it's really common for the party in control to lose power after a midterm. President Biden's poll numbers right now aren't great. And if you look back in most recent cases, you'll see those numbers directly impact midterms. Let's start with President Trump. After the 2016 election, Republicans controlled the White House, the House, and the Senate. By the midterms, former President Trump's approval numbers were hovering between 38% and 40%. Republicans lost 40 seats in the House and Democrats took over, but Republicans were able to hang on to the Senate. Continuing this trend, President Barack Obama, after his first election in 2008, Democrats controlled the White House, the House, and the Senate. By his first midterm in 2010, his approval numbers were about 45%. The Democrats lost 63 House seats and lost 6 Senate seats, but Democrats still retained control of both the House and the Senate at that time. 
In his second midterm in 2014, Obama's approval numbers were down between 40% and 42%. Democrats lost another 13 seats in the House and lost 9 seats in the Senate. Republicans took over the House and the Senate after that midterm election. After President George W. Bush's first election in 2000, Republicans controlled the White House, the House, and had a 50-50 Senate. Now, Bush's first midterm breaks the pattern a little bit, as in 2002, his approval numbers were about 63%, much higher than anyone else on this list. That year, Republicans gained eight seats in the House and gained one seat in the Senate. Republicans were able to take control of both chambers at that point, but in his second midterm in 2006, the pattern resumed. Bush's poll numbers plummeted from 2002. They were between 33% and 38% at that time. Republicans lost 30 seats in the House and lost six seats in the Senate. Democrats took over in both the House and the Senate after that midterm election. Anything is possible, but based off the pattern, whoever controls the White House generally loses a chamber in Congress. The midterm elections is still 11 days away, and already the Associated Press is reporting more than 100 election-related lawsuits have been filed across the country. The legal challenges largely by Republicans target rules for mail-in voting, early voting, voter access, voting machines, voting registration, the counting of mismarked absentee ballots, and a cross for partisan poll watchers. The efforts in large part are being funded by the Republican National Committee, which has warned of an extended post-election period where we will see recounts, contested elections, and more litigation. The Democrats are mounting their own legal challenges, one Democrat-funded legal team is litigating about 40 cases in 19 states that focus on making voting easier and who have been denied the chance to vote. Getting into rapid news, Daryl Brooks was found guilty on all charges. More on that available on Medium right now. Mortgage rates have blown past 7% for the first time in two decades. The top 10 most popular candy brands have been seen an average price increase of 13% since 2021, according to Data Assembly. Nick, what do you got for this Monday morning good news? All right. Well, you know how we always say that dogs just deserve more recognition, right? Dogs are fantastic. Well, apparently the French military felt the same way as they have created a tomb. You know how we have uh, the unnamed soldier uh, to represent, you know, so many of the soldiers who have lost their lives in the service. Well, we also now have a tomb in France to celebrate military dogs who have given their service to the country. These dogs who have, you know, helped track down terrorists, who have helped track down the uh, person behind the 2015 Paris uh, terrorist attacks and so much more. Those who have helped in all different types of military operations, police operations, all of these 
dogs now have a tomb to celebrate their service and there was an entire inauguration ceremony for this and this is an effort that's been going on for decades there's been uh debate and arguments over this for decades and it's finally happening they had a ceremony for it and it's not like one of these ceremonies where you know it was all uh just having fun or everything's lighthearted. it was a very serious uh ceremony the whole thing was taken very seriously as if it was for uh, actual soldiers so it just spoke to the importance that they feel the dogs have within their ranks and where was this this was in france okay um we need this in the united states i fully ASAP. support this yep um no if and some buts about it um and that's my final verdict but that that's an amazing story that you know the dogs they they you know, they serve too, and they deserve the recognition that everyone else gets. Um, I don't really know how to say it properly, but you know what I'm trying to say. Right. All, all around, it's a great story, and I'm glad the dogs are also getting their moment to shine. Well, it's just one of those things, you know, like I was saying, they've helped in some major, major cases, like the, 20, you know, as I said, the 2015 Paris terrorist attacks, um, you know, was a, a huge, you know, tragedy when it happened, and the Dogs were able to help track down the person responsible for that. Right. And, you know, they've helped in, like I said, so many other operations, so many different things. And we see this everywhere, whether it's the United States, France, you know, name a country. Dogs typically help in a lot of different military or policing aspects. So to see them get this kind of recognition, it's really it's awesome to see. Well, that is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Nick will be back here tomorrow morning with another episode of Eye on the Ball. And then, of course, we will be back here with another Idiots in the News on Wednesday. But until then, enjoy the start of your work week, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.